Your identity is tied hand in hand with your destiny. Genesis chapter one, God said, let us make man in our image, our identity, and let us give him dominion over the earth, our destiny. We have a call upon our lives as human beings to reflect the goodness and nature of God and to spread it throughout all creation. Creation is groaning and waiting for us to step into our fullness. And I'm excited, in recent years we've seen such a, a, a influence of identity teaching that has been so good for the church, but I, <clears throat> what concerns me is if we just stay in identity, I think we get kind of egoed out. You know, I'm a child of God, I've got all this good stuff, I'm, I'm so loved and accepted. And that's wonderful, but there's a purpose for that identity. It's to be a servant. It's to, be, it's to release the goodness of God through the world. God's given us these great gifts to give away. So our destiny is crucial. Uh, let me give an example of that. Abraham, um, he's Abram first, that's his name. And God says, I want you to leave your, your family and everything, and I want you to take, get up and go out into the wilderness. And it's in that place, it's in that calling, it's in that destiny that Abram, Abram his name is changed to Abraham. Because God shows him the stars, prophesies to him, says, listen, I'm going to give you all the nations. And it's going to be, I'm going to give you a multitude out of your very loins. And it's going to be like the stars of the sky. And it's going to be like the sand of the seashore. And Abraham says, well, there's one problem, Lord. I don't have any kids. And it's, I'm getting old. And so Sarah, and it doesn't look like it's going to happen. We need, some, we need some family here. And God's promise is spoken to him. And Abraham has to hang on and believe that promise. But he has to walk that promise out. He has to live it out on a daily basis. Makes a few mistakes along the way, has an Ishmael, but God is faithful to his promise. And 25 years later, Isaac is born. King David, similar story. He's a little shepherd boy out in the wilderness, and he is just watching the sheep. Got a slingshot, you know, shooting squirrels and, and uh, fighting bears and lions. And the day comes where he gets called. One of the servants runs out and says, hey, you got to come. There's a party going on. And guess what? Samuel the prophet showed up. So David's just going along thinking, I'm going to get some good food. I'm going to have a little break from shepherding and the next thing he know he knows he's in the middle of the the group and he's getting oil poured on his head and he's been it's been declared that he's the next king of israel that didn't go very well with his brothers they were a little jealous but david's first assignment back to the sheep back to back to shepherding it wasn't to the throne it was to shepherding and eventually he has a couple opportunities slays a giant he gets called into service with saul the king he says, well, maybe this king thing's going to happen. Here I am sitting at the king's table. Of course, what he didn't know was going to happen was that Saul was going to become jealous and throw some spears at him. David's going to have to run for the next 17 years. So I got to believe he's thinking this kingship thing isn't so hot. I mean, I, you know, ever have a prophecy kind of go sour on you and you think you get this great word and everything goes in the opposite direction? Well, that's what's happening with David. But this is part of the process. This is part of the testing that purifies your identity. David, you are a king, but you're going to be a king after my heart. You're going to be a godly king. And we have to work in you some characteristics so that you are elevated to really carry that title. I'm going to grow these things in you by my grace. Just trust me. So David trusts God for the next 17 years. He runs through the, the fields. He runs through the mountains. He runs through the hills. And one of my favorite thoughts in my imagination of, of a of David a scene in his life if, it was, if there was to be a movie was his what I call his cave time because he dwelled in he dwelt in caves running from Saul and um, I got to imagine that many times he pulled out his harp his guitar and he just started playing some tunes and guess what those were some of the psalms that we sing today and we read today 
So what did David do? He took a cave and he turned it into a throne room. He took a, a dismal cold place uh, of a refugee and, it, and, he, and he sang and he worshiped God and he made it a holy temple. See, that's what faith does. That's when someone who says, I, I'm, I, it doesn't look like I'm a king, but I'm going to act like one. I may not feel like a child of God today, but, today, but I'm going to act like one. I might not feel like a saint, but I'm going to act like one because that's who God says I am. So we walk out our identity by fulfilling our destiny. So let me ask you, has God spoken to you words of promises of what he's called you to be and do? He will give you direction. He'll give you steps. See, this is where our, our, our identity really becomes um, authentic. We have to walk it out. We have to believe God for it. Father, you said thus about me. In these trials, or these struggles, this destiny, this, this work you've called me to, I'm having to walk out. And it's pulling out of us our very identity. See, that's how it works. I believe our destiny actually pulls on us to step into our identity. So guys, you just can't sit back and believe great things about yourself. I mean, that's good. It's, that's a good start. But eventually we have to take steps of faith. Eventually we have to walk out our destiny because that's, that's where we experience the fullness of our identity. God bless you.